Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's football episode of Tap House and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye, back at it again. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making me part of your day, presented by Anchor Podcasts. Remember to give me a like and subscribe and leave a review to help others find the show wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Quick reminder where you can find me on social media. On Twitter, you can find me at Tapouts and TDs. On Facebook, Tapouts and Touchdowns. And the email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. Episode coming to you a day early this week. I hope everybody gets a chance to uh, celebrate their Thanksgiving with their loved ones. So a happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the United States listening to the show. I don't think I have any international listeners. So for maybe in the, in the instance of I do at some point, a happy Thanksgiving to all the Americans uh, celebrating uh, this week. Uh, this week's opening bell, we're going to go ahead and just kind of do what we do every football week. And we're going to review uh, football from what was last week. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about in college football. There was a pretty big upset. Uh, Clemson finally looks like they're getting on uh, the right track as they defeated number 10 Wake Forest 48-27. to That game was a lot uh, farther apart than the score says. My Gamecocks were able to knock off the Auburn Tigers for the second time since joining the SEC, 21-17. to uh, there weren't there weren't too many more upsets, but there were some pretty uh, pretty confusing outcomes in college football last week. Ohio State, number four in the country, obliterated fellow top ten Michigan State, fifty six to seven. What a game that was! That game was never close. Uh, I guess neither was really uh, Notre Dame and Georgia Tech, fifty five to nothing for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, looking to. Uh, sneak their way into the playoffs. Same thing, number four or number five, Cincinnati, uh, 48 to 14 over SMU. The game of the week to watch was probably Alabama and Arkansas, two top 25 SEC teams. That game was back and forth till the very end. Auburn sneaks away with the win, 42 to 35. Michigan with a huge win over Maryland, the number. Uh, I guess I want to say they're the number two or three team in the country. Now, Michigan, 59 to 18 over Maryland. Uh, Missouri would beat Florida in overtime. They decided to go for two as their quarterback was falling backwards. They hit a wide open tight end and it cost Dan Mullen his job. Dan Mullen no longer at the University of Florida. What a uh, what a turn of events that was. Um, I mentioned that there, there weren't many upsets. There was sort of an upset, even though they were favored. They were ranked lower. Utah dominates number three, Oregon, 38 to seven. So some pretty, uh, pretty, you know, outstanding scores in college football from what was last week. And, uh, and now for most of college football, rivalry week headed after Thanksgiving. We'll get to that in Frick's picks in the main event of the show. But for now, we're going to go into the NFL and look at what last week uh, gave us. Uh, the Browns booed Baker Mayfield at home as they were only able to get a 13-10 to win over the winless Detroit Lions. Uh, man, the Packers-Vikings game, if you weren't watching it, that was a game to behold. The Vikings would kick a last-second field goal to beat the Packers 34-31. to 
the the Ravens and Bears. Not a lot of offense in this game. The Ravens squeak away with the win. Lamar Jackson was a late scratch uh, with with a non-COVID related viral injury or a viral injury uh, virus situation. They said it was an upper respiratory infection or something like that. But uh, Lamar Jackson did not play in this game. But the the Ravens were able to still uh, pull away with the win. Uh, the Chargers were up big on the Steelers. Let the Steelers come back on Sunday night football, but fell short. The Chargers win 41-37. to Monday night football, you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New York Giants. The Giants looked like they were getting better. They uh, they were getting a lot of their, their weapons back. Kenny Galladay, they got Saquon Barkley finally back this week. It did not matter. The Bucs, 30-10 win over the New York Giants. The biggest upset in week 11 of the NFL came in Tennessee as the one-win Houston Texans took out the Tennessee Titans 22-13. to uh, we'll, get, we'll get more to this game in bullies, breakouts, and busts, but Ryan Tannehill was picked off four times in this game, sacked twice. The Texans just beat up the Titans all day, which is something you wouldn't expect to, to hear. Uh, but what a game it was for the, for the Houston Texans this past week. Also, I, it was an upset, uh, but more so because of how big the win was. The Colts were able to knock off the Buffalo Bills 41-15. to More than likely, if, if, if you're listening to the show, uh, you're, you're probably already a fan of football and you're already, already aware of these scores. But what a week it was in both college and pro football. That was your opening bell. Coming up next, we're going to get into bullies, breakouts, and busts from week 11. A couple of names that we have not heard on the show as of yet this year. So stay tuned to hear it. We'll be right back. The Sarcasm Remains podcast with Fuzzy B. Charleston's favorite podcast should be yours too. Go to www.thesarcasmremains.com for more info. Everybody, welcome back to the show, and welcome to Bullies, Breakouts, and Busts from Week 11 in the NFL season. Uh, so without further ado, let's get right into it, shall we? Uh, the quarterback breakout in Week 11 is a guy that I have not spoken fondly about on this show, uh, but as they say, game recognized game. My breakout quarterback in Week 11 goes to Cam Newton. Stat line goes 189 passing yards, 46 rushing yards, and three total touchdowns. In his first start back in Carolina, Cam Newton was able to protect the ball and put the Panthers in a position to beat the Washington football team. However, his 30.16 points were not good enough to get the win on the field. It was good enough for fifth best amongst quarterbacks in fantasy in Week 11, uh, which is good enough to give Cam Newton in his first start back as a Carolina Panther in Charlotte my breakout in Week 11. Another old name in a new place. Uh, running back breakout in Week 11 goes to Devontae Freeman of the Baltimore Ravens. Stat line, 49 rushes, 
but six receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown in week 11. Uh, Freeman was the lowest scoring running back who got 20 or more last week, but in a week that saw Jonathan Taylor from Indianapolis put up 54 and Austin Eckler from the LA Chargers putting up 41, Freeman had, a, had his best day as a Raven, playing a big role after the late scratch of Lamar Jackson to lead Baltimore over Chicago in Week 11. Devontae Freeman just over 20 points, your running back breakout in Week 11. My wide receiver breakout in Week 11, we're going to stay in that uh, Chicago-Baltimore game, but we're going to give it to Chicago Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney. Stat line, five receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown against the Ravens. The fifth best fantasy wide receiver in Week 11. Mooney could have had an even bigger day. I mentioned five receptions. He saw 16 targets, and the Bears lost to the Ravens. But it is Mooney, not Marquise Goodwin, who stepped up as wide receiver one in the absence of Allen Robinson, outscoring the latter 23.1 points to 20.4 points last week, which is why I gave Darnell Mooney my wide receiver breakout in week 11. Uh, This tight end has already appeared on this show earlier this season, but I couldn't help but to make him my breakout tight end again here in week 11. And that goes to Arizona Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz. Eight receptions, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. Again, he's already established as a star in the NFL. Ertz appears to be the top target for Arizona's Arizona Cardinals quarterback, uh, Colt McCoy. Uh, Kyler Murray has lost or has missed the last two weeks, uh, and and Zach Ertz just seems like the guy that Colt McCoy can rely on. His twenty eight point eight points uh, was twelve more than any other tight end in Week Eleven. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of production he can continue with when the return of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins come to the lineup. But it's great to see the resurgence of sorts for the former Eagles great Zach Ertz, your tight end breakout in Week 11. Uh, Let's go right ahead. Bullies busts in Week 11 to start off at quarterback. Ryan Tannehill mentioned him in the opening bell. Stat line, 323 yards with a touchdown, but four interceptions. Uh, you know, this is sort of inexplicable to me. The Titans have beaten some really good teams this season. They've beaten Indianapolis twice. They've beaten the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Rams. But they have inexplicably lost to both the New York Jets and in Week 11, the Houston Texans. The one-win Texans picked off Danny Hill four times last week, and his 11.22 points was good for 11th lowest among quarterbacks who played entire games last week. I will give honorable mention, however, to Dak Prescott playing the Chiefs only had 2.64 points. And we're going to stick in that game. Patrick Mahomes only had 7.5 points in that game against Dallas. But I'm still giving Ryan Tannehill with four interceptions my bust at quarterback in Week 11. My running back bust in Week 11 goes to running back for the New England Patriots, Damian Harris. He only had 56 rushing yards and one catch for nine yards. After a Week 10 inactivity due to a concussion, Harris returned to the lineup in Week 11 but failed to find the end zone for only the fourth time this season. His 7.5 fantasy points were his third lowest output on the year, and it looks like New England 
uh, when when the Week 10 loss of, of Damian Harris, it looks like they may be going back to a running back timeshare as Ramondre Stevenson has appeared as a, a serviceable running back in that offense. But neither one of them had scored 10 or more in a Week 11 shutout of the Atlanta Falcons. Damian Harris, your running back bust in Week 11. Not much to say about the wide receiver wide receiver here as my bust in Week 11. Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks, 3.8 fantasy points, two receptions, 18 yards. Uh, I mentioned when I talked about Ryan Tannehill, uh, if you would you you would think that if Houston would have upset Tennessee in Week 11, that Brandon Cooks would have played a big part, but that wasn't the case. As his 3.8 fantasy points was at the near the bottom of the list for fantasy wide receivers last week, a 3.8 point day in, in which a, a game where your team is able to knock off one of the top teams in the AFC, Brandon Cooks, my wide receiver bust in week 11. Last and certainly least, my tight end bust goes to Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts, another frequent flyer here on Tapouts and Touchdowns. This week, three receptions, 29 yards. He did wind up on my sales list last week, one of the ones that I finally got right. Pitts saw his second fewest targets all season with five and only reeled in three receptions and a blowout shutout loss to the New England Patriots in week 11. His 5.9 fantasy points was good for tight end 24 last week, being outscored by guys like Durham. I don't know if it's Smythe or Smith. Let's be honest, Durham Smythe from Miami, uh, which is obviously the backup to Mike Kosicki. Donald Purham Jr., or Donald Parham Jr., again, I'm not going to try to know how, how to pronounce his name because he's not a guy that I talk about a lot. The L.A. Chargers backup tight end and Foster Moreau, the backup tight end for Las Vegas, all outscored uh, rookie sensation Kyle Pitts in Week 11, which is why he is my bust at tight end. So to do a quick recap, my quarterback breakout was Cam Newton. My quarterback bust, Ryan Tannehill. My running back breakout, Devontae Freeman. Running back bust, Damian Harris. My wide receiver breakout, Darnell Mooney and bust, Brandon Cooks. And a tight end, my breakout in week 11, Zach Ertz. And my bust, Kyle Pitts. Uh, So some good stuff here in uh, week 11. But coming up next, we're going to look at week 12 as we go into bullies, buys, and sells. Did I make a big leap forward Last week's Bullies, Buys, and Sells. Stay tuned and find out. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. A really quick football show on the day before Thanksgiving. And so we'll keep moving right along here in Bullies, Buys, and Sells for Week 12. Uh, I sort of teased, asking, hey, uh, did I do any better last week? The answer, no. Um, Your guy, Bully Ryan, went 3-5 in Week 11. It brings my total on the season. 32-47-1. I probably had my biggest miss of the season, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it. I sold on Jonathan Taylor last week. Now, I mentioned you're going to start him if you got him. Projected 17.5 points last week. 
I expected them to get Naeem Hines involved. Uh, Jesus, 54.4 fantasy points for Jonathan Taylor. Probably my biggest miss all year. A couple of them, I, I wasn't really that off. Uh, last week, Mac Jones missed his projection by four. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. Rashad Bateman, I missed. Uh, I bought into him before Lamar Jackson was 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 pulled. So I, you know, nevertheless, I, I took the L on that one. Um, and then Tua Tagovailoa, I he he exceeded his projection by like a little over a point. So um, I wasn't far off, uh, but nevertheless, uh, three and five on the on the week. 32, 47, and 1. I feel a little more comfortable about this week, considering I keep getting so close. One of these weeks, I'm going to hit 8-0, and I'm hoping that it's going to be this week. So without further ado, let's get into Bully's buys here for Week 12. Starting off at quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo projected 19.7 points. The 49ers draw Vikings team in Week 12, who in Week 11 gave up 41 fantasy points to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jimmy G has scored 19 or more in four straight games and now seemingly has everyone healthy on that offense that he needs to get the ball to in San Francisco. Uh, did I mention, not only are the, did the Vikings allow 41 points to Aaron Rodgers, they're giving the seventh most points to quarterbacks in fantasy this season. I believe we have a big day in store for Jimmy Garoppolo. Brandon Ayuk has finally come along. George Kittle is healthy. Debo Samuel is Debo Samuel. Big day coming for Jimmy G, which is why he is my quarterback by in Week 12. My running back by in Week 12 goes to a guy that, again, sort of like I, I mentioned uh, in my uh, in my busts and breakouts uh, in Week 11, is a guy that I'm not spoken fondly of, but I'm buying in on him in Week 12, and that's Philadelphia Eagles running back Miles Sanders. Currently projected 14 points this week. In his first game back from injury, Miles Sanders got 16 carries and almost hit the 100-yard rushing mark for the first time this season. The Eagles get divisional rival the New York Giants, who are giving up the fifth most points to running backs this season. So it looks like Sanders should be able to build on his best outing so far in 2021 this coming week, which is why I'm buying Miles Sanders in Week 12. My wide receiver that I'm buying in Week 12 is Carolina Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore, currently projected 13.8 fantasy points. Uh, he had a he was having a great breakout campaign when Sam Darnold was playing well, and now that he's got Cam Newton back, it looks to benefit DJ Moore as he secured his first touchdown since Week Four in Cam's first start back in Carolina. The Panthers get the Dolphins this week, who are allowing the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I look for Cam and DJ Moore to carry that momentum from Week 11 into Week 12, which is why I'm buying DJ Moore in Week 12. My tight end buy. This should be as no surprise to anybody. I, you know, I go through my notes just to verify, but this guy has been been talked about on the show. Tight end Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys currently projected 11.1 fantasy points. Now, here's the deal. The Dallas Cowboys are missing uh, Amari Cooper due to COVID. They will be missing CeeDee Lamb in this game on Thanksgiving due to a concussion. That leaves Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, and Dalton Schultz as the top targets for Dak Prescott going into Week 12. Schultz has not found the end zone since Week 4, but he did grab 6 of 8 targets in Week 11 
and get the Las Vegas Raiders allowing the third most points to tight ends this season. I can see Schultz getting a scoring uh, scoring a touchdown on Thanksgiving this year, which is why I'm buying in on Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz in Week 12. Uh, that's that's your buys. We're gonna go into sells, and I'll be honest. More than likely, if you've got any of the guys on the sell list, you're gonna be starting them. Let's just go ahead and get that out the way. Uh, but again, if you've been paying attention all year, uh, this has to do with projection versus output. I already said I was I was way off on Jonathan Taylor last week. Uh, I could be wrong on these, but I feel comfortable with them, and so I'm gonna go with them. And let's start off with quarterback. <laughs> I'm going to get called a hater and everything else for this. My quarterback sell in week 12 goes to Aaron Rodgers. Projected 23.1 points. I've already said, is, if, you're, if you've got Aaron Rodgers, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. Especially after a 40-point performance last week against the Vikings in week 11. Green Bay gets the Rams this week, allowing the sixth fewest points to quarterbacks. And an old quarterback rival in Matt Stafford now in L.A., will do whatever he can to keep the ball out of the hands of the Packers offense. Uh, I, You know, Rodgers isn't going to repeat his week one performance, but he's not going to repeat week 11 either, which is why I'm selling the 23 points for Aaron Rodgers in week 12. Uh, let's get it out the way. Same, same, same situation here. Same story here. Uh, running back sell Saquon Barkley. Currently projected 17.3 points. Like Rodgers, start him if you have him. To be completely honest, I said I was comfortable with everybody. I'm hoping this is a reverse jinx for Barkley after the Jonathan Taylor game last week because Saquon dominated the backfield in his first game back from injury but only managed 11 points against the Bucks in Week 11. The Eagles are allowing the ninth most fantasy points to running backs, uh, but with Daniel Jones struggling, I look for Philly to shut down the run and force Daniel Jones to be the one to beat them here in Week 12, which is why I'm selling Saquon Barkley this week. My wide receiver sell uh, in Week 12 goes to Tennessee Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown. Uh, the Titans shockingly, I've, I've mentioned it three times on the show now, shockingly lost to the Texans in Week 11, and Brown would help, was held to his third straight single-digit fantasy output day. Uh, now Tennessee gets a Patriots team ranked fifth against wide receivers. And if Tannehill continues to struggle, it'll be another struggle game for A.J. Brown, which is why I'm selling A.J. Brown and his 15.8 projection this week. Last but certainly not least, tight end Mike Gesicki projected 10.9 points this week. The Dolphins tight end has only scored more than his current projection four times all season. And not since week seven has he done so. The Panthers ranked 10th against opposing tight ends this season and only allowed three receptions to tight ends against Washington last week. Gesicki will be involved in the offense. I don't think he's going to hit that 10.9 point projection in week 12, which is why I'm selling Mike Gesicki. So to recap, bullies buys and sells. Buying quarterback Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, selling Aaron Rodgers. I am buying running back Miles Sanders while selling Saquon Barkley. Buying wide receiver DJ Moore while selling A.J. Brown. Buying in Dalton Schultz and selling Mike Gesicki. So there's your bullies buys and sells. I am confident we will get back on track here before the fantasy playoffs this season. However, coming up next, we got the main event. Like I said, 
a quick, fast, and painless show to hopefully get you through your ride to either your family's house on Thanksgiving Day to get to the town that you need to go to the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, so stay tuned. The main event is next right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Bully Rye for Tap House and Touchdowns. Tune in to Monday's Wrestling Show where PJ, Steven, and I are going to review WWE Survivor Series 2021. The main event featured WWE Champion Big E taking on Universal Champion Roman Reigns. We also got Women's Champion from SmackDown Charlotte Flair competing against Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley taking on Team SmackDown. Drew McIntyre, King Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus, and much, much more. Stay tuned for Monday's show right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome to the main event of the show this week, featuring Frick's Picks. Let's do a quick reset, shall we? If you want to find me on social media, go to Twitter, at Tapouts and TVs, Facebook, Tapouts and Touchdowns, and the email to the show, Tapouts and Touchdowns at gmail.com. If there's a team that you want me to pick against or, you know, pick their game in Frick's Picks, if there's a player you want me to discuss in Bullies, Buys, and Sells, Reach out to one of those forms of social media, and I will get back to you on my next show. Bricks Picks number 11 for the 2021 season. Let's start off by recapping the standings. A couple of decent weeks uh, last week by our pickers. A couple late additions to uh, to the pick after the show uh, was recorded. Um, a couple, like I said, a couple of really good weeks. A couple of four and ones. Uh, Volley Polly and Sarge both went four and one. The majority of the pickers went three and two last week, and a couple of two and threes. But we have a new leader atop of the standings. Volley Polly has jumped Buck. Volley Polly sits twenty-seven and twenty-three on the season. Buck sits twenty-six and twenty-four now, good for second place. And your guy Bully Rye sitting at twenty-five and twenty-five. Uh, going down the list, A.A. Ron, 19 and 26. Drick at 10 and 15. Sarge jumps up a spot because he has fewer losses than Mims. Sarge sitting 7 and 8, while Mims is 7 and 13. And then Danny Adams, 5 and 10 on the season. Uh, going into Thanksgiving weekend, we've got, uh, you know, basically rivalry week here. And so I figured three NCAA games, two uh, pro football games. Uh, so let's get right into it. The first college game that we picked this week is Clemson at South Carolina. Clemson, a, a double-digit favorite here in Columbia. Clemson coming off of a big upset over Wake Forest. South Carolina coming over, uh, coming off of a an upset win in their own right to become bowl eligible for uh, over the Auburn Tigers, I should say. Only one one person is taking the Clemson Tigers, and that is a Aaron, as the diehard Clemson fan that he is. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, everybody who picked South Carolina is either a South Carolina fan or a fan of an SEC team. Volley Polly is a fan of Tennessee. 
Uh, Buck, Bully, and Mims are all fans of South Carolina. I believe Mims said Cox by 90. Uh, I'm not sure who Drick pulls for, but I know he, he follows pro more than college. But nevertheless, Aaron, uh, as of this recording, is the only one to take Clemson over South Carolina uh, this week. Uh, next up, the number two Ohio State Buckeyes coming off a huge win against Michigan State. Now travel to number six, Michigan. Uh, the battle of Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, Harbaugh has not beaten Ohio State since he's gotten to Michigan. Uh, yet there are still two people who think that this is the year that he does it. Buck and Aaron A. Aaron both take Michigan, while Volley Polly, your, your guy, Bully Rye, Mims, and Drick have all taken Ohio State to extend the streak. Uh, last but certainly not least, number 10, Oklahoma, travels to number 7, Oklahoma State. What a big showdown between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State here. Uh, college football playoff implications here. Uh, and it's a it's an even split with the picks made. Uh, Bully, Mims, and Aaron have all taken Oklahoma, while Polly, Drick, and Buck have all taken Oklahoma State. As of right now, an even split between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. All right, there's your college rivalry games that we decided to pick this week, and let's go into the NFL. We get a divisional rivalry game with the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. As of right now, a clean sweep for the Eagles over the Giants on Sunday. Uh, not much to talk about there. And then the L.A. Rams travel to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it, was, it was almost a clean sweep. Volley Polly, Buck, Mims, A.A. Ron, and Drick have all taken Green Bay. While I think Green Bay is going to lose their second straight, uh, the Rams get it back together off of the bye week. OBJ's got about a week and a half into this offense to maybe be able to uh, provide what they're going to be missing out of the injured Robert Woods. Uh, so your guy is the only one taking the L.A. Rams this week. All right, guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that's been your football show this week. Once again, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed coming a day early so that you weren't, uh, not that anybody's scrummaging or, or hurrying to get to my podcast every Thursday, uh, but I figured why not go ahead and give you a day early so you can spend your Thanksgiving with your families, enjoying that family time, that turkey, that dressing or stuffing, whatever it is that you call it. Um, and, and all that 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 gluttonous food that we all decide to enjoy of ourselves uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, this is a time to remember uh, to keep your friends uh, keep your friends close. I, I truly live by the motto uh, hashtag ELE. Everybody love everybody. Continue to normalize your uh, telling your friends that you love them, especially now more than ever on a day that reminds us uh, what we need to be thankful for. Um, I told a friend of mine that I'm going to try to use this tagline going forward for tap house and touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye. I'll be around. We'll see you next time.